Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 69. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome back to the MCAT podcast, or welcome if this is your first time checking us out today. I say us, it is myself, Dr. Ryan Gray, host of the MCAT podcast, as well as several other pre-med and medical student-focused shows. You can find all of the podcasts at mededmedia.com. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Snedeker, who started medical school, but then realized he'd rather be a lawyer. So he went to med school, but now he he teaches test prep with Next Step Test Prep. And so we're going to talk about today specifically a discussion with physics and doing some discrete questions around physics. So let's go ahead and jump in. All right, Brian, last week I rocked PsychSoch three out of four. That's Hall of Fame numbers right there. Mm-hmm. This week, physics. I, I doubt I'm going to continue that trend, but we'll try. If you're listening to this, you want to follow along, go to the show notes page, go to the mcatpodcast.com, find the handouts for session 68 and follow along with us. So I'll start off here. Question 27. Following radioisotope aided imaging, the isotope 99TC, is that how you say that? Yep, that's technetium. All right. Decays to 99RU, which is what? Ruthenium. Okay. All right. You're the smart guy here. And is cleared by the kidneys. What particle is ejected during the additional decay step? A, an electron. B, a positron. C, a gamma photon. Or D, an alpha particle. Radioisotope aided imaging. So the... The only thing that I picked up on here is that because it's imaging, I I see photon and light in the answer. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with C just because of that, but I don't know outside of that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ryan, that, that's not the right answer here, but but because the, the question wasn't asking you about which particle actually gets like imaged on the x-ray slide. It was asking you about the particle gets the, that gets released during this additional decay step from uh, technetium-99 to ruthenium-99. Um, and so this is one where you have to recall each of the answer choices, like what their mass and charge is. Uh, in this case, the mass didn't change, right? The technetium and ruthenium both had a mass of 99, meaning we can't be ejecting anything with mass. Right, Basic conservation of mass says that alpha particle D is the wrong answer because an alpha particle has a mass of 4. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot out something that has a mass of 4, you would have had to go from 99 down to 95. 
So that's so we can eliminate D. Okay. Um, next, a gamma photon. So a photon has no mass and no charge, um, meaning when a element, when a radioactive element undergoes gamma decay, it doesn't change its mass or its number of protons. Right. So it, you'd have to go from 99 technetium to 99 technetium in order to eject a gamma ray. Um, and, and what that is, is it's just you think of the all the protons and neutrons that make up the um, element kind of jumbling around a bit into a lower energy state. Imagine knocking over a Jenga tower. <laughs> none, of, none of the blocks go anywhere, uh, but it, they release a whole lot of noise when they collapse. So you, that's kind of like gamma decay. The, the nucleons all kind of jostle around a lot and then settle into a more stable environment. And that jostling around shoots out a gamma particle. Okay. Uh, in this case, you went from technetium to ruthenium, so something changed. Uh, the number of protons changed. So, so um, C is also out. Um, now, an electron or positron could both be the right answer. We would need a periodic table to, to make the final determination between those two. Um, I will just tell the listeners, and you would, of course, have a periodic table on test day. Uh, technetium has 43 protons. Uh, it's element 43, and ruthenium is element 44, has 44 protons. So to get an additional proton, you have to shoot out a negative charge, right? Like you take away a negative, and the guy left behind is more positive as a result. Uh, so in this case, the right answer is an electron or a beta, beta minus particle. Okay. All right, let's take a look at 28. The inner mitochondrial membrane has a thickness of 5 nanometers and an average membrane potential of 150 millivolts. What's the magnitude of the electric field across the mitochondrial membrane in these cells? 3 times 10 to the minus 2 volt per meter, 3 times 10 to the 4 volt per meter, 3 times 10 to the 7 volt per meter, 3 times 10 to the 10 volt per meter. I'm going to let you explain it and get us to the answer because I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I, I really like this question, Ryan, because it illustrates an important principle when it comes to math on the MCAT that people tend to freak out about calculations and equations. Oh, there's so many equations I have to know. Um, and I say, look, when in doubt, you can, you can kind of sidle your way up to the right answer. Uh, in this case, the units for every answer choice was volt per meter. And when you look back in the question, it said 150 millivolts and five nanometers. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, there was a volt and there was a meter. The units in the answer choice imply that I just divide the volts by the meters, volt, volt per meter. Is it really that simple? Yeah, it is. You know, students are sometimes always think the MCAT's out to trick them. Oh, this must be a trick question. It can't be that. Uh, and that's not the case at all, right? The MCAT can certainly be tricky. It can be subtle. But they're not actually out to trick you. Right? There's no such thing as a trick question on the MCAT. Mm. You know, ha ha, Sam was the name of a fish, not a guy. Like, you know, they, <laughs> ha ha, the, the, the house was on the North Pole. Every window faces South. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, they don't do that kind of gimmicky trick. It's, it's, it's just read the exact wording and read the exact wording on the screen of my, the answer choices. My, my favorite one is the cowboy rode into town on a Thursday, stayed two days and rode out on Thursday. How did he do that? Oh, right. Then it, you're right. It's always, it's always names, right? The name yeah. of the horse. The, yep. the, the, right. Yep. So yeah. with this one, obviously, the answer choices are volts per meter. But mm -hmm. the question has millivolts and nanometers. What mm -hmm. do you suggest for quick conversion of those into mm -hmm. 
answer that yeah that, so you do have to know your your exponents right yeah milli is 10 to the minus three and nano is 10 to the minus nine so it, because it's volts on top millivolts it's 10 to the minus three on top nano meters meters on the bottom 10 to the minus nine so that fraction is 10 to the minus three over 10 to the minus nine and remember that when a negative exponent is in the denominator right you you're minusing a negative so it's becoming a positive so 10 to the minus three minus negative nine becomes 10 to the six. So at that point, if you just said, well, 10 to the seven is close enough, I'm done. You would actually have the right answer. Okay. Uh, yep. That's all there is to it. Simple. Mm -hmm. All right. Question 44. Turbulent flow in humans is a major risk factor for atherosclerosis, the buildup of plaque on arterial endothelium. Ignoring any potential effects of turbulence, what effect would atherosclerosis have on blood flow? A, narrowing of the artery causes the velocity to increase and the hydrostatic pressure to decrease. B, narrowing of the artery causes the velocity to increase and the osmotic pressure to decrease. C, narrowing of the artery causes the velocity to decrease and the hydrostatic pressure to decrease. Or D, expansion of the artery causes the velocity to decrease and the hydrostatic pressure to increase. So this is kind of funny. We're reading this. A couple weeks ago on the pre-med years podcast, I interviewed the dean of a brand new med school, Carl, Illinois College of Medicine. It's an engineering-based medical school. Have you heard of it? No, that's fascinating. Yeah. And, and he gave this specific example about um, how they're going to teach the curriculum. They're not adding a ton of stuff. They're just teaching the curriculum differently. And so he gave this specific example of, of plaque buildup. And instead of just kind of memorizing what happens with plaque, it's you go into an engineering model of what exactly happens to, to kind of think outside the box. It's really cool. But anyway, um, so increased plaque, right, causes a narrowing of the lumen, so I'm mm -hmm. assuming narrowing of the artery means narrowing of the lumen because it's not technically narrowing of the artery itself. But anyway, the semantics here. Uh, so narrowing of the artery causes velocity to increase. So that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So expansion of the artery doesn't make sense. So I'm going to get rid of D. Narrowing mm -hmm. of the artery causes velocity to decrease doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to get rid of mm -hmm. C. So I'm left with A and B. Mm -hmm. Hydrostatic pressure decreasing or osmotic pressure decreasing? Um, I'm going to go with B because hydrostatic pressure decreasing doesn't sound right to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, well, so that was the answer, actually. A, osmotic uh, pressure would imply the blood is getting more concentrated. Okay. Right. So osmotic pressure relates to the number of solutes dissolved in the blood, and there's no reason mm. to think that based on the kind of simplified model that the question is proposing, right? A narrower uh, fluid flowing through a narrower straw doesn't make the fluid, you know, saltier, yeah. right? Like the, the amount of salts and, and, and blood cells and all. So you can actually eliminate, I would have, I would have actually started by eliminating B and saying, well, osmotic pressure of the blood, like how, how are you changing that? Right. You'd have to be sweating more, drink more water or something. You'd have to be doing something with your fluid balance okay. to change osmotic pressure. Uh, so we're left with A. Um, and when fluids move faster, they exert less pressure on the walls of the container. Ah. Um, so, I mean, the, the classic example of this is is uh, like the kind of simplified model of the airplane wing, 
where you kind of tape a little uh, thing of, of paper over a, a, a pencil or something that allows it to rotate and you blow across the top. And because the air is moving faster across the top, you can actually get the little paper, you know, wing to swing upwards, right? There's less pressure on top. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I understand it, I, I don't, I don't know anything about kind of, uh, airplane travel or whatever. It's, <laughs> in reality, it's quite a bit more complicated. Than is that, is that the same thing with the uh, the shower curtain in in the shower? Yeah, exactly. So you heat up the the air, right? The warm shower water heats up the air, so the air moves up, right? Moves up out of the shower. So it's a combination of both movement of air past the curtain lowers the pressure and causes the curtain to swing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the physical bulk movement of the air by um by by convection. Yeah. Yeah. Best invention ever is the arc rod. Oh, right. Yeah, to hold it away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was going to say those little magnets at the bottom that just <laughs> kind of stick it in place. Yeah, no. For for us broad shoulder guys, that those arc rods give us so much more room, especially in the hotel rooms where we have shower curtains. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of just the glass door. I like to <laughs> dodge the whole shower curtain issue. All right, so now that we have our audience picturing us in showers, uh, <laughs> anything else to cover on this one? Uh, no, I, th- I think we got it. All right, so there you have it. Some more physics questions to put under your belt, to throw in your pockets, wherever, whatever analogy, metaphor you want to use to hopefully help you better prepare for physics for the MCAT. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friend, with your advisors, your classmates. I spoke to five, five pre-med clubs the week before I'm recording this. And at all five clubs, most of them were done over Skype, one locally here where I live. At all five, there were only two, I think at the most two, one had three students who knew about the podcast. And so if you are part of a pre-med club and you are not emailing, posting in the Facebook group, posting on Twitter to your club members, you are doing them a disservice. And that goes against what I preach, collaboration, not competition. So go let them know. You're letting them down. You're letting me down. You're letting future patients down. How about that one to weigh on your conscience? Don't forget to go check out everything that Next Step Test Prep has to offer you on your test prep journey, specifically for the MCAT, obviously. If you are getting ready to prepare for the MCAT, one of the biggest mistakes that students make is not taking enough practice tests and not reviewing properly the practice tests that they take. So don't fall into that same trap. Go check out Next Step Test Prep. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save 10% off of a package of Next Step practice full lengths with access to the full lengths and and all of the the breakdown of the questions afterwards so that you can get a good solid review from those practice tests. Again, that's nextsteptestprep.com with the promo code MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D. I hope you have a great week. Come back, check us out again next week when we break down some chemistry questions.